Hey everybody, um, great to have you with us today. Uh, my name is Matt, if you don't know me, I'm the pastor here at Liberty Church. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to join us on this uh, first Sunday of the year. Uh, if you have a Bible with you, if you want to find uh, the book of Colossians um, and chapter one of that book, uh, if you don't have a Bible, just search for Colossians 1 in Google. I'm sure you'll find something or other that hopefully will correspond to what it says here in my Bible. Um, we had been working through, at the end of last year, beginning to work through the book of Luke, uh, which we will come back to as we get further into this year. But we wanted to start this year by uh, looking at some prayers that are in the Bible uh, and to help us in this season, this season of uh, uh, the latest lockdown, this bleak midwinter lockdown, to give us some lockdown prayers, some script, scriptural, biblical prayers to help us uh, in this season, to strengthen us, to help us to find God uh, in lots of different ways. So that's what we are going to be doing. Um, and we're going to start off in Colossians chapter 1. Now, normally at this time of year, uh, the start of a year would be a time of, as Dan mentioned earlier, making resolutions and looking to the year ahead, trying to make some plans for the future, setting some goals perhaps. Uh, maybe you had, you started 2020 with some particularly exciting goals. You know, you're going to climb up Mount Kilimanjaro juggling some cabbages or something. And normally we would set the year ahead with some, some achievements that we wanted to reach, some experiences that we wanted to enjoy. Uh, whereas I imagine this year, for many of us, um, setting resolutions or thinking about the year ahead has probably been quite a different experience. Whereas normally we would be focused on achievements and experiences this year, I imagine most of us are probably more looking forward to um, seeing people. It would be about relationship, uh, maybe friends or family that we've not been able to see in the last nine or ten months or so, people that we want to connect with that we've not been able to, just some normality in life to be able to return. And probably any resolutions that we have made are probably a bit more somber, um, a bit more kind of run-of-the-mill every day, a bit more about as I said, seeing people, of doing things that we like to normally do, getting back to some normal pattern of life. But actually, what I want us to set our hearts on as a church at the start of this year is putting deep roots down into God, into who he is, what he's done for us, and our relationship that we get to have with him putting some deep roots down I think that's a good way for us as a church to start this year and perhaps one of the primary ways that we get to put deep roots down into God is to is to pray is to communicate with God is to it's the the most active way that we get to have relationship with God is that we can come to him and we can talk we can share our burdens, our laments, our frustrations. We can give thanks. We can praise him for who he is. We can receive his love and his goodness all whilst we're in, while we're 
while we're praying. So that's why we're going to go through this series, looking at some, some of these key prayers in the Bible, probably mainly from uh, the Apostle Paul's letters, where you see lots of different prayers intermingled through, but also elsewhere in Scripture as well. And to help us to pray at the start of this year, I want to recommend a book that I've recommended a few times before. Uh, it's a really simple, short book. It's about 30 pages. It's called Enjoy Your Prayer Life by Michael Reeves. Really short, simple book. Each chapter, there's about 10 chapters, and they're each just a few pages long. So you could probably read the whole book on a 15-minute tram ride, or you could read just for two minutes each day, read a, read a chapter. Uh, and this is just a really uh, simple explanation of what it is to pray and a few tips on how to pray with the goal of helping us to enjoy our prayer lives, as the title suggests. Prayer isn't a, a kind of a rigorous discipline that we have to submit ourselves to. It's not supposed to be a crushing burden. It's supposed to be something that we enjoy. The same as you would in any relationship, you are to enjoy spending time with people. We get to enjoy spending time with God. So I recommend you get hold of this book. Uh, you could probably get it on Kindle or you could buy it. It's pretty cheap uh, and it will do you much good. Well, I don't have... Where's Brandon when you need him? Right, Dan, can you catch? Good man. Okay, I'm going to read two verses from Colossians chapter 1 and then we will get into this passage together. So this comes in the middle of... A, in Colossians 1, there's a a longer section of prayer that Paul sort of spontaneously, he, he kind of shifts from writing this letter to this church to writing out his prayer for them. And we're going to jump straight into the middle of that in verse 11. It says this, Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Let me pray for us. Jesus, we thank you that we get to start this new year with hope. We get to start this new year with joy. We get to start this new year knowing that whatever this year holds, whatever season of life we're about to step into, that we can enjoy you this year. We can delight in you, and we can enjoy your delight in us. That now, as we just read, we've been qualified to share in the wonderful inheritance of what it is to be your child to know you as our Father who loves us richly and dearly. And whatever this year holds, we get to enjoy that. And there's no greater joy or privilege that we could ever experience. And I pray that as we look at these words today, that you would, uh, as Paul prayed for the church in Colossae, that we be strengthened as we look at this passage together, that you'd strengthen us with all your mighty power, with endurance and patience, with joy, to press into the year ahead and to press 
deeper into you. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think in 2021, perhaps the key skill that we need, perhaps looking back over the last year, the key life skill that perhaps is crucial for us is that of endurance, of resilience. Even in the last few weeks, I've seen lots of different politicians talking about this, this idea of endurance, resilience, Veerkracht, a, a, a pressing through. We just need more pressing through, more resilience to get us through this season. And we're all asking the same question of, well, how long? How long will it be? How long until our kids go back to school? How long until we're able to walk around uh, through a shop without wearing a face mask or get on the metro and not wear a face mask or be able, to, be able to come to church again, be able to be full of a room full of believers praising God together. When can we do those things? When will be, can we see our family? When can we see our distant friends that we've not been able to see? Or maybe the endurance that you need is perhaps not even related to this corona season at all, but just at this time of year, you think, how long is it is until we see the sun again? How, how long until I don't have to wrap up in, in, in winter clothes? How long can I can just enjoy the warmth of spring? When will that be? Those are good questions to ask. But wonderfully, for those of us who are believers in Jesus one of the gifts he gives to us is his strength and his strength comes with a purpose his strength for us to as it says here in this passage for us to endure that this endurance we need this resilience we need we don't have to find it deep down in the the guts of ourselves we can lean into Jesus and find his strength for all the endurance and patience and resilience we need. Everything that you need today, what you really need, he will provide for you. You can lean into him today and know his strength. And this strength that he gives us, as it says in this passage, it's, it's a strength with all power. It's a complete, unlimited Strength. Another way you could translate that verse would be strengthened by God with all the greatest strength. <laughs> he gives us strength for the strength we need. And it's, it's all the greatest. It's this mighty, it's the greatest power you could ever imagine is available to you. It's unlimited. It's complete. It is more than enough for what you need and you might be feeling a little bit at the end of yourself. You might be feeling that you just lack the inner resources to be able to persevere on. Lack the inner strength, the inner courage. But the good news for you today, believer, is that what you need is found in him. That he's promised us here that in him we can be strengthened with all power 
according to his glorious might. Let me just read that again and let that just penetrate right into your heart. This is Paul's prayer for them, that they would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. See, in this glorious might, this power that Paul is praying for for them and he prays for for us, this is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same resurrection power that lifted Jesus from the grave back into life. It's the same power available to you today. The same power available to you to endure and to have patience. It's a great power for great endurance. Great power for great endurance. See, first of all, this power he gives us, it's for endurance. It's, a, it's a, what you could call a, a situational strength. It comes to help us to endure a season or a challenge, a task or event, something coming up, a lockdown. The power you need, the strength you need to get through whatever season is ahead of you is available for you today in Jesus Christ. The theologian N.T. Wright, he said about this verse that the endurance that is offered is what faith, hope, and love can bring to an impossible situation. That's what's on offer for us. In the midst of an impossible situation comes the power of God to help us to endure. And it's also not just great power for great endurance, it then goes on to say that it's for all endurance and patience, which might sound like the same thing, that endurance and patience are surely, they seem connected somehow, and obviously they are. But whereas endurance is a, as I said, it's like a situational thing to get us through a situation or a season. Patience, I think, is more related to relationship. Patience is what we need to live with people, to live amongst people, to do life with family members, husbands, wives, friends, family, children, parents. We need patience. We need patience to work through relationships. Relationships are complicated because none of us are perfect and we will let one another down. We will disappoint one another and to work through all the different complex relationships in your life. We need patience and if this power for endurance is what faith hope and love can bring to an impossible situation the power we receive for patience I guess you could say is what faith hope and love bring to what might seem to you an impossible person sometimes people can seem a bit impossible to live with oh I don't know if I can deal with this person anymore they just it's just too impossible it's too difficult too much of a challenge well the power, the strength you need to be patient, to love them as your Father in heaven loves you, you can find that power in Christ. It's a gift he wants to give you today, that in this lockdown season, cooped up again with your family, that there's patience on offer for you in this, in this season. And all of these things, they come... As it says, all endurance and patience 
with joy. We get this gift of this great power and we get to live out with great joy. And you see, often when we read about joy in scripture, it's often very much uh, intermingled, joined in together with suffering. The Bible is very honest about the human circumstance, about our lives. And it doesn't offer us a, it doesn't, on one hand, it doesn't offer us a, an endurance and a patience, which is like a gritting your teeth, just a pressing through a kind of squeeze your fists tight and just live it out. But at the same time, it doesn't offer us these things with a, a kind of a happy-go-lucky joy that is oblivious to what life is actually like. The message of Jesus reaches right down into the reality of what our lives are like, of the situation that we're in, of the people that we're with. It sees all of that and gives us joy in the midst of it. And it's not a kind of a, a blind joy that just pretends everything is okay. We get to walk through seasons of suffering and difficulty with a deep joy and peace in our hearts, knowing that ultimately that we're loved by God, that we have a Father in heaven who loves us and has good plans for us. I was thinking as I was cycling in this morning to the Vonalkirk here where we're filming this service and thinking a tinge of disappointment was in my heart of, oh, I'd love to be here cycling in to be with a room full of believers again, praising God together. And how we're having to do things today isn't by any means any of our choices. This is not how we would choose to start the first Sunday of this year. But yet, God has a plan. He's not, this isn't, this isn't somehow, a, this hasn't tripped God up. He's not confused or bewildered. He's not struggling to catch up. Somehow, in a way we can't really understand right now, God's chosen this path for us. It might not be our choice, but God's at work. He's at work today in our church, in our family, in our community, in your life. He's at work and he has good things for you. Even right now, he's working good in your life. And you might be just grateful to get 2020 behind you, but I think in the future, we'll be able to look back on a year of blessing. And you might not be able to see it now, but you'll be able to look back and see, oh, God did so much in my life through that season. Because so often that's how God grows us. That's how he strengthens us, that in the midst of suffering and difficulty and challenge, he brings strength. In the midst of the difficulties of life, we have to throw ourselves onto him and there we find so much joy and satisfaction in him. So how do we receive this, this strength that Paul's praying for, this strength with all power according to his glorious might? How do we, how do we lay hold of this? How do we get our hands on this? Well, if we roll back a couple of verses, he says in verse 10, he's praying for them to increase in their knowledge of God. And that somehow in that increase in the knowledge of God, strength comes. A very simple application is to 
in 2021, set your hearts on getting yourself into this book, the Word of God. And as you, page by page, work your way through this, you will increase in your knowledge of him and it will do you good. It will strengthen you. If you get into the habit of day by day, spending time living in, reading, studying, letting the word of God speak into your heart, it will strengthen you. And one thing we're going to do this year as a church family together is, uh, you don't have to do it, but this is something I'd encourage you to do, is to set the aim of reading the Bible, the whole of this book, in a year. Uh, And what we've done is uh, we've got a, a WhatsApp devotional group that we've been using through the last term to send out daily devotionals to encourage us and to help us uh, bring a bit of scripture into our hearts. Uh, You can see the link on the screen there. If you follow that link, you can then join the WhatsApp group. And what we're going to do this year is we're going to work through the Bible in a year together. So what we'll do is we'll post uh, the plan. I've got it here as well, a copy of it here. There's a plan which is a a, a five-day-a-week Bible reading plan. So that means that we'll start tomorrow, Monday the 4th of January, and we'll read five days. And then you can either have the weekend off, or if you've missed a day or two, you can use Saturday and Sunday to catch up. And then we'll go into the next week. And then over the 52 weeks of the year, five days a week, we will work through the whole Bible. So each day has a mixture of some chapters from the Old Testament, some from the New Testament, uh, you know, a psalm or a proverb thrown into the mix as well. Uh, And each on the devotionals WhatsApp group each day, we'll do a little reflection, not on all of the passages, but on a a bit of the passage each day. So I'd encourage you to either, uh, with us together, work through the Bible together, or just tune in and just uh, a little verse, a snippet each day will do you good as well, I'm sure. And it might seem, perhaps you've never really spent any time reading the Bible, or Perhaps I think what's probably true for many of us is you've set ambitious goals before. Um, I'm going to read the whole Bible in a year. Or A friend of mine last year read the entire Bible in, I think it was like 10 days or a a month or something. He had some crazy goal. I'm sure maybe you've set those sort of goals for yourself in the past. Um, So we don't want this to be a legalistic thing at all. But um, firstly, there's something about doing something together in community that means... We can encourage one another. We can spur each other on. Um, also, it means we get to go on a journey through the book, through this wonderful book together, and it will strengthen us and serve us as we go through this book together as a family. And I can guarantee it will do you good. So I'd encourage you to tune in. And if you miss days here and there or weeks here and there, don't worry about it. Just stick with it. Join in as you can, and you will be strengthened I'm sure. That's the, the first way we can re- receive this strength is to increase in the knowledge of God, get into the word of God. And obviously another obvious way, because what Paul is doing here is he's praying for it. If you want to increase your, put on some, some faith muscle, increase the strength or endurance, pray. Very simply, Pray. It's the, and it is a, reading the Bible and praying, they are disciplines. I don't want to 
shortchange you and just pretend that they're easy. Sometimes they're hard. A friend of mine often talks about having to pray uh, and, and first of all, coming to God and praying in, in cold blood that it's not always a glorious, wonderful experience. Sometimes we just have to fight for prayer. But as you pray in cold blood and bring yourself to God, you'll find your heart will warm and it will become and something that feeds you, that nourishes you, that serves you. And it's not, God isn't there with a stopwatch timing how long and saying, oh, that was only, that was only 30 seconds. That's not really good enough. <laughs> That's our Father in heaven isn't like that at all. When we come to him, even, even for a quick two-second bullet prayer of, of thanksgiving, he, he listens. He hears us. He's with us. Even our worst prayers, even our prayers that are horribly self-centered, that aren't any way Jesus focused at all what Jesus does says in the Bible that he's our he's our mediator he's a, he's interceding for us and on our behalf that means that before the father in heaven Jesus is taking all our prayers the good and the bad ones and he's in a sense he's he's kind of sanctifying them he's he's bringing them to God even the bad ones he's taking the nuggets of goodness within them and presenting to them to the Father. So come and enjoy God in prayer. Make that a, a goal at the start of this year. And again, it's something we can do together as a church family. So as Dan mentioned at the start, uh, not this coming week, the week after, so starting on the 11th of January, we're going to week and have a week of prayer together. So I encourage you to do that. You might even want to spend some of that time fasting uh, which is just a, an opportunity to really devote and to give your whole heart, your whole life in prayer to God. Uh, it can be a hard activity, but again, will do you good. And we'll send you some more details about that in the coming days. And finally, what we find with this strength, this power for endurance that God gives us, is that it's a great power and it also, also a great power that leads to great thanksgiving, great giving thanks in our heart. Paul says here that being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, giving thanks to the Father. A key skill this year that will serve you so well is to learn to give thanks. It will do you so much good to learn to live a life of gratitude, a life of thanksgiving. Because when you give thanks, first of all, it, it, it kind of enlarges your heart. If you don't live with any gratitude in your heart, your life will become very shallow and very small. But when you begin to give thanks to him, when you begin to reflect on the goodness of God in your life, you'll begin to realize, oh, there's, there's so much to be thankful for. And it will lift your focus, lift your heart, lift your horizon, and it will draw you to your Father in heaven, and it will do you good. And you might think, I just don't have anything to give thanks for. But in the character, in the goodness of God, in this book, in the word of God, 
there's always so much to give thanks for. And perhaps a simple way to start would be what it says to us here, that we give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. His grace for you has already qualified you. In 2020, in my family, we started watching lots of Formula One motor racing. Uh, And for the, the Formula One race, the day before they have to do, every driver has to do a qualifying lap to see where they fit on the grid. And it can be a bit brutal, you know, someone will get a puncture or spin off the track and their lap's blown and they, they're at the back of the grid. But with Jesus' grace, you're, you're pre-qualified. He's already qualified you. You're already at the front of the grid. If you've ever had to complete a, an entry exam to get into a university or a job application form, when, when you come to Jesus, none of that None of that matters. You don't have to do any of that. Because of his love for you, you're already qualified. You're already in. You already get to come and enjoy the love of God. And you're qualified to receive an inheritance. There's so much to say about that verse I don't have time for today. But a, a little hint of what that's saying is that when you read through this book, the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, You'll read lots of promises to the people of God, to the Israelites, lots of promises of the, the inheritance of, of they'll receive, of land that they'll receive. When they get to the promised land, that God will give them a land. He'll give them a kingdom. He'll give them so many things in him. Well, now, for believers in Jesus, all of that inheritance you have received in Jesus Christ. All you could ever wish for or imagine, the the things that you really need, you've been qualified to receive already. You have a rich inheritance. You get to start 2021 as the richest person on planet Earth because you have all the riches of Christ available to you. And the the sum of that, the, the total of all of that is that you get to have relationship with your loving Father in heaven. That's what it... That's what Christianity really boils down to. That's what it really means to be a follower of Jesus, is that you get to know a Father in heaven that that loves you. Despite all of your flaws and failings, he's forgiven you all of those things, and he's qualified you to be a saint, to share in his inheritance, to be a co-heir with Jesus Christ. And... More than anything else, that's what's going to give you strength at the start of this year. To know I'm I'm qualified. I'm I'm rich. I have an inheritance. I'm loved by my father. That's what you need to, to get you through each day. To get you through whatever season you're facing. Because so many things that you might have planned, so many desires that you might have are going to be going to be hard to achieve this year or at least in the coming months but yet what is never hard to achieve and what is always true is that you get to start each day knowing the goodness of God in your life knowing a father that loves you and cares for you and just as Dan said at the start I want that to be my resolution for this year 
that I know more and more of what it is to know the love of God in my life. Know more and more what it is to be a child of God. Know more and more what it is to follow him obediently and to know his delight in me, to know the wonderful inheritance I have in him. Okay, I'm going to pray. Then the band are going to lead us in some songs of worship together. Jesus, we, we just want to join with the Apostle Paul and we want to pray that prayer over our own lives this year. That right now for all of those who are part of the Liberty Church family and anyone else that's tuning in and watching today, that you would strengthen us. That right now you would strengthen us with all power according to your glorious might. For all the endurance we need for this situation that we're facing, for all the patience we need for the people around us, and that we'll be able to experience this endurance and patience with joy. And that more than anything else, we would know this year that we're qualified by your wonderful mercy and grace to share in the inheritance that you have for us, that we get to know at the start of this year that you've, as it goes on to say, you've delivered us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I pray for all of us in the Liberty Church family that we would know your goodness, know your forgiveness, know we're qualified and that that today would give us strength. Amen.